Hi, everyone. This is Craig, and actually, it's future Craig for this episode because we did have a chance to record this conversation with Mark and Syed a couple of weeks ago, and I wanted to just kind of update some things that had happened uh, since this conversation, and then that way we can kind of keep it a bit more relevant and up to date for you. So, first, I will say that this was prior to us knowing of our conversation with Nick Muhammad, and that's actually why we kind of shifted the release schedule a little bit. We wanted to make sure that we got that interview out to you as quickly as possible. Thank you so much for all the kind words and comments that have come back about that interview. It was just so much fun to get to talk to him and to really dive kind of into his character a little bit, but then also explore who he is as a person and talk about some of his hobbies and everything else. And then also, I did want to mention that we have a couple of things that are coming up uh, in the very near future. One of those being that we decided we're going to have something kind of fun for the audience because we are still waiting for season three, of course, and some announcements about that. So Jeremy and I are going to do an AMA. We're going to do an Ask Us Anything. And so we wanted to make sure that we threw it out to you. If you have any questions that you'd like us to do in an upcoming episode, make sure to email us at frontrowlasso at gmail.com. And certainly we can take a look at those and answer all those questions. It can be lasso related, podcast related, life related, whatever it is that you want to throw at us. Uh, we're happy to give you an answer to hopefully it's an answer that satisfies you as well. Also wanted to jump on. We haven't done this for a while because, you know, I, I think we get new listeners all the time, but during when we we're doing the recaps, we would go back and highlight some of those reviews and things like that, that we got on Apple. And we've gotten a couple of reviews that I wanted to go ahead and spotlight and just say thank you for, first of all, the Ted Lasso cat lady said, I've listened to this podcast since the beginning. The two hosts present such a thorough and well thought out review of each episode. They're funny, smart, and insightful. I should say this definitely isn't any of our wives saying that. And it says, keep up the great work, gentlemen. The podcast is a must listen each week. So thank you, Cat Lady. We do really appreciate it. Barbershop Chick says, I'm a reluctant joiner to the podcast world, but was looking to fill my 45-minute drive on Tuesdays. And uh, Ted Lasso had become an obsession. So she started listening to our show. She also really loved hearing from TJ Klune as well. That was one of those interviews that I really enjoy going back to. And I actually listened to it not that long ago because I was starting to read some other TJ Klune. And I was like, I need to like make sure I put myself in the right mindset for this. And it really was a fun episode. And she also says that she's a fellow Illinoisan. So, hey, we got that going for us here in the very, very hot Midwest at this moment in time when I'm recording. And then we also had another review come in from Steph814 as well. She says, I'm late to the game when it comes to podcasts, but because I'm a big Ted head, I had asked people which podcast to listen to, and she checked us out based on those recommendations. So we really do appreciate you listening and everything else that keeps this show going, especially as we get ready to go into season three. We know that you are our hardcore listeners right now if you're listening prior to the drop of season three, and we really do appreciate that. So that's all I had for you. Other than that, I was just thinking about, oh my goodness, all these people have suffered through the same anchor ad for forever. So I'm going to tell Jeremy this week that we need to go back and record a new ad. Uh, that way you don't have to continue to hear us and doing the same exact anchor read um, over and over again. So appreciate you for holding out hope for that as well. But now you get to listen to this conversation that we had with Mark and Syed of Med Lasso and Explore the Space podcast. And I can't wait for you to listen to it. So 
sending it back to past Craig right now for you. Hello, all you Lasso fans out there. This is Peanut Butter and Biscuits, your Ted Lasso fan cast from NPR Illinois Community Voices and the Front Row Network. I'm your host today, Craig, joined by my illustrious co-host, Mr. Jeremy Geckner. How are you, sir? I got I got an illustrious this time. I'm moving up in the world, folks. I'm feeling like Hannah Waddingham at the Emmys. Woohoo! I'm really excited about this episode. You know, we've been sort of trying to go out there and try to find other Ted Lasso content creators. Mm -hmm. And this is a really special group uh, of content creators because not only do they do Ted Lasso, but in particular, Mark has a wildly popular podcast called Explore the Space as well. And we get to chat with him all things about that. And then we also get to talk Med Lasso today too. So I am so excited to uh, welcome in doctors, Mark Shapiro and also Syed Tabatabai. We are just excited to have the two of you joining us today and just want to talk a little bit about Med Lasso. But before I do, Mark, I want to know how you start podcasting because you have hundreds of episodes on your own, which is, that's an, that's a feat. That's an accomplishment. So what brought about Explore the Space? Well, first of all, thank you for having us. And I'm feeling a little bit self-conscious in how I enter and how I introduce my podcasting partner now. I feel like when Syed and I do our next Med Lasso, it's going to be and my transcendent host. We go. Syed, I'm going <laughs> to have to really up my better. game here. You guys have put me in a corner. Syed's going to text me after and be like, yeah, Mark, I need a more lofty <laughs> inter- in, in, uh, introduction. But anyway, you know, it's, I was an early podcast adopter. I was listening to them early on because I've always loved audiobooks. I've always loved storytelling. I've always loved the oral tradition. It was just sort of this thing of, I would like to do this. I was early in my career as a hospitalist. I specialized in the care of hospitalized adults and just sort of seeing there are these, these spaces where those who I'm trying to take care of and those who need help, we're just not quite understanding things in the same way. And in a space of trying to find shared understanding, that was the idea behind it when I first launched it with a very expansive scope, right? All my friends who were way smarter than me and acknowledging that at the time, and I I remain quite naive about the process, like, dude, your audience is too big. But I was like, look, those who seek healthcare, that really is kind of all of us. So let's aspire to something larger. And that was the, that was where we started with the show. Since then it's become this really eclectic and and I feel really proud of the network and, and the topics that we've covered, everything from equity to climate change, to leadership, to ultra running, and now creating this show around why healthcare professionals love, gravitate, identify with, and feel strongly about this TV show that we've all come to appreciate, Ted Lasso, in this Med Lasso thing. Syed and I have become good friends around all of this. It's been a very, very special uh, adventure, and it's not what I expected. Every goal I ever set forth when I started in 2015, completely out of the water, and it's just... It's a wonderful experience. And now, like, here we are with you guys. These sorts of things, they open doors, they, they open eyes, they expand horizons, and it's very special. It is so great to be able to connect with other people making content or loving the same thing that you do as well. And I just have to, and Syed, I promise I'm going to bring you in here and talk Med Lasso here in a second. (laughs) I really just have to give you a lot of additional kudos here, Mark, because I am someone that uh, should never be near an operating table, uh, near a bedside uh, of anybody, any patient. And I can listen to Explore the Space and get something out of it myself. I was just listening to a conversation that you had with a pediatrician 
conversation about stress and particularly parental stress as well. And it was just a, it was a really great episode to be able to like kind of dive in as someone that is not in the medical space. So I, I just have to suggest it out there for our listeners, not even just the med lasso section of your show, but explore the space in general, I think is really open to a wide audience. Uh, you have really made me feel great. In, in hearing that. And I really appreciate that. I have worked hard to get better at accepting compliments and also giving compliments. That's a very, very kind thing to say. And I mean that seriously. There's a term in, in medicine. There's a term around how we make our blood cells and our bone marrow. We have cells as we go through our lives that are undifferentiated. They are called what is called pluripotent, meaning the cell itself that's in the bone marrow can differentiate into multiple different things. And we keep that quality through our lives. I feel very strongly that all of us in medicine and outside of medicine, we remain pluripotent. We can continue to differentiate. We can continue to try new things, take on new skills, aspire to, to new stuff, get better, be accountable, right? We learned this in Ted Lasso. How do we are, how are we are accountable? How do we get better at being accountable? I love the idea of being pluripotent. So to hear what you're saying, it, it lands in that space of why there's value in being pluripotent, why it's an important thing to do, and that it can be meaningful for other people. So I really appreciate what you said. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm echoing everything that Craig said there and what you uh, obviously just said. I have a sister-in-law who's a nurse anesthetist, so I feel like I hear the medical jargon a lot. Yeah, and I always yeah. just nod my head and like, yes, I understand you. Um, <laughs> um, Syed, though, uh, obviously with Med Lasso and stuff, one of the best things I love when we have other Ted Lasso creators on is learning the personal stories about how you guys came to find the show Ted Lasso. For me, it was Craig's incessant evangelism of the show um, in our Ferro Network chat. He would not let it go until somebody else took it up. And then lo and behold, we start a show about it. So Syed, how did you come to Ted Lasso uh, for the first time? Something in common besides wanting illustrious in front of our introduction when we're introduced <laughs> is uh, I, I came to Sorry, the show. Sorry, buddy. I'll get better. I promise <laughs> I'm going to get better. Yeah. He set the bar high, Mark. I'm going to be, I'm going to be waiting to see what you come up with. Um, but for me, it was a very similar thing in that I, um, Mark was after me for a while about Ted Lasso. It, it was his evangelicism too about the show. Mm -hmm. And he would text me pretty much constantly and be like, Hey, so do you watch it yet? Do you watch it yet? <laughs> Finally, I, I was like, all right. You know, I didn't have an Apple TV subscription, all the usual kind of little barriers to jumping into it. But then just to get Mark to stop asking me about it, I, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to do this. And, $5 and, a month, man. You can yeah, do that. There you go. Yeah. I was we'll like, buy right, an I'm iPad. Just... You get it for free. <laughs> there you go. I think actually that's what happened. I think I changed, I created sure. my phone and then I got that six months free thing. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to, the stars align. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> You just described the exact way I got my wife to watch the show too. <laughs> she was just like, fine. <laughs> we were home and stuff. But of course now she is a convert. And you know, I, I also love it because, you know, I, when I tell people like, oh, it's, you know, it's a show about an American football coach coaching soccer in England, everybody like, usually people are talking like, oh, I don't like sports shows. And I'm like, guys, it really is not a sports show at all. <laughs> um, like Mark is, is that kind of where you like connected with the show too? How did you come to it? Yeah, I, you know, I agree with that. I think at first we're in a place now where the show is very popular and it has people like myself who love to talk about it and like to invite people to watch it. Sometimes when, when you're on social media and you say you haven't watched it and you kind of get the pile on, I, I, what I tell people, look, it's at the end of the day, it is still a TV show. Yeah, There are lots of ways to entertain yourself. If you find your way to the show, 
and you're enjoying it, that's great. If you choose not to, you're still going to have a great life. You're going to be entertained. It's fine. A friend of mine in high school, from high school, was telling me, Mark, kind of the same thing. Like, you got to watch the show. You got to watch the show. It sounded like, you know, weak sauce comedy. I remembered the trailers from Saturday Night Live with Jason Sudeikis as the Tottenham Hotspur coach because I'm a I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan. That's my shame. Yes. There you go. Top four, baby. Woo! Oh my gosh, we made it and 150 billion dollar investment mm. today. I know. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is the best podcast ever. I'm I'm nice. so happy now. Yes. <laughs> to, to the question of like, how do we kind of relate to this show? You know, I came to it because I had people telling me to watch it, and it was a, a quick step from this is entertaining to, wow, there's some really unique things here. There are some ideas in here that are really resonating. There are some things here that not only am I enjoying watching with my wife, I really want to talk about this with other people. I really want to find a community and see if there are, if these topics are resonating with others, like they are with me and lo and behold, they, they are. That's so great. And you know what I uh, really love about Med Lasso, and it, it really kind of parallels how we started this conversation too, because Jeremy and I had gotten together and we were starting to preview the second season. And I'm laughing at sort of how the two of you went through your preview episode for Med Lasso, because you start going, oh, well, we're going to do, you know, we'll check in halfway through the season mm -hmm. and then yeah, we're going to yeah. maybe come back at the end of the season. And it's much like how Jeremy and I went from, okay, we're previewing this with one episode to we're jumping right in. And then we're now going to do the entire show at week to week as we go along. So how is it that med lasso became something that you wanted to do and put onto your feed? Immediate feedback, immediate positive mm. reinforcement. We were, let's do a preview. Let's do a season two preview. Let's do a mid season check-in. Let's wrap it up three episodes. We're both busy physicians in the middle of a pandemic, both, you know, Syed's in the dialysis unit, he's in the clinic and he's in the hospital, I'm in the hospital. Mm. It's a, there's a lot. Let's not, let's not paint ourselves into a corner. We put the first episode out and it was instant. You guys, please, we need more like hashtag give the people what they want. <laughs> and we had a conversation. I'm like, look, I'll commit to this if you will. And I had, I barely got the sentence out of my mouth when Syed was like, I, in, let's, let's go. That's so great. And it's great because you bring such a unique perspective to it because you did talk about uh, especially the pandemic and the burn rate that is going on in healthcare right now. And I, I really want this. I didn't want to say this up front because I want it to sound extremely genuine and that you know that I really mean what I'm saying here. But just thank you for everything that the two of you and for anyone that's in the healthcare industry has done over the last two and a half years, because not only have you had to put up with a once in a century, hopefully global pandemic. Uh, and then you're also now kind of being tasked with putting up with misinformation on a daily basis with the, the negativity around what happened with even healthcare workers in a time when we really should be supporting you and doing all we can to support you. So I just wanted to make sure that I, at some point in this conversation, I got out the words, thank you about a billion times if I could, but um, just, you know, it, it's incredible to see your perspective on this show that we all love because you have such a unique perspective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting Mark to take that. Um, he's a lot more uh, uh, gracious and accepting these. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's so kind. I yeah. just wanted to kind of sit with that. So, um, you know, Syed and I have talked a lot about on the show, on Med Lasso, but also in our texts and in our DMs when we're planning things and, okay, let's go back and do season one now. 
who do we, our reflections are heavily steeped in how much this project means to us and how restorative it is for us. It is recreation, it is friendship, it is creativity, it is building this and seeing this on its own extraordinary hashtag med lasso community grow around the world and i'm not exaggerating um, i like to go on twitter and just look up hashtag med lasso and there's activity every day and it's not from me and it's not from syed that sort of thing feels extraordinarily restorative and motivating and special and in that juxtaposition of all of the friction and tension and anxiety that you described to have this entity and then to get to connect with other people completely outside of our own sphere, I'm still figuring out how to put it into words, but it is very, very special. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I think part of like, you know, when we're talking about the show, you know, you mentioned like, you know, the comedy isn't exactly like, you know, groundbreaking in, in a way in terms of like, you know, it, it's very witty writing. I mean, you know, and that's always in style, but you know, like it, it is a very simple thing. So I, what I've always found with the show is the attitude that it puts forth out into the universe. And to me, and we, I mentioned this at our uh, Comic-Con panel was that there's this sense that like, if you want to be optimistic, if you want to have an optimistic view of the world that you also have to be naive, about what's going on in the world. And what I've always loved and appreciated about this show is that you can be aware of everything that's happening in the world around you, and you can just choose to continue to put good back out into the world, even though there is bad. Um, Syed, like, is that something that you latched onto with the show as well? It, it was like a bolt out of the blue, you know, that kind of uh, instant connection and that it, it was really a lifeline because the timing of this show was kind of unique and I think that's one of the reasons Med Twitter is so fervent about you know their connection with this show and why Med Lasso resonates so strongly is you know this COVID pandemic and the place we were all in and this kind of dark you know tunnel without end and here comes a show telling us that you know kindness is good for its own sake and uh, it can be genuine for its own sake and you don't have to be naive you don't have to be superficial um, you can be curious and not judgmental. Um, you know, there's this there's this world out there that's that's real and true and genuine and palpable, and and uh, it just swept us up in the moment of it. I, I remember the feeling as I was watching the show that you guys described that it's not just a sports show. You know, um, it's it's bigger than that. And and when that feeling hits you, it, it really hits. I mean, it's it's somewhere deep in your chest. And you know, I write stories on Twitter. That's really how I got in touch with Mark. And from a storytelling side of things, um, I saw the artistry at work. And it, it, the, the first season, those episodes were fairly short and narratively pretty dense and layered and beautiful. And I was just entranced. Now, Syed, I have to mention that when I was going back and listening to your preview episode, you did some predicting at the end of that episode. Uh -huh. And like literally the last thing that you said was, I think we're in for a lot of growth in Nate's character. So you go, <laughs> I, I need to say, first of all, were you in the writer's room? How yeah. did you predict this? Um, and then also uh, now that we are, of course, we know what happened in the second season, how are you feeling about that prediction and the growth in <laughs> Nate's character that happened? Did you cause this? Did you cause this? I had so right after that episode, I got on the phone and I called up there right now. I'm kidding. That's uh. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, honestly, I'd sort of forgotten that I made that prediction. 
<laughs> it turns but, uh, out that Brett Goldstein's uh, mother needs dialysis, right? Yeah, and, and, uh, and you had it in, right? No, <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I need to go buy some lotto tickets right now. Yeah, yeah. One of the do. best parts of Med Lasso for me has actually been Syed and I having fun with, but then we have a guest with each episode and we always ask them, what are your predictions? And we got some wicked ones. I mean, mm. really like on the nose, creative, aggressive, just fabulous. It's one of the best parts. Like that's one of the things I'm excited for season three, because as we've recapped season one, we can't really ask people for predictions, <laughs> but man, the season two ones are spicy. Yeah, well, absolutely. And- and I'll throw out there that we are trying to build this Avengers level predictions episode for season three. Yeah, so the so two of you, of course, please, are very please, welcome please. to come to that. We've got uh, we've got Tori from their soulmates. We've got the guys from Lasso cast coming. So I, I think Med Lasso would be a, a great addition to that as well. But, you know, it's it is just um, I, I love this show because it does subvert those expectations so often. I think that that's something I probably said more on this podcast than I've ever said in my life, the word (laughs) subvert uh, over and over again. But it's cool to be able to see kind of where they take us. And I like that in Med Lasso, you also focus a lot on what individuals perceive as the different themes of an episode or an arc uh, as well. And so I guess I want to throw this back on you. And what do you predict that the theme of season three will be? Mark. Ooh. I am not prepared. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I do just want to shout out, Jeremy, you said a few minutes ago, you describe you used a word to describe the show that I have not yet heard. And I really liked it because I'm, I'm going to spend some time with it. Simple, the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that, that, that it does distill down to a simple message. So then in thinking about this show, that they are going to stay consistent. It's the same writing crew. I'm in a place where I think they mapped out the whole arc of the story at the very, very beginning. They just had to follow a production schedule, but they knew the end game when they first started crafting the story, however many years ago. I think that we're going to see more of a thematic emphasis on these same things. I don't know what will happen with the characters. I know that like on social media, people like to predict the common ones, right? Will Ted and Rebecca get together? Will Keely and Roy stay together? Will uh, will will AFC Richmond win the Premier League or will they get relegated? I think that the show is going to leave us with a profound sense of commitment to kindness, a profound sense of you've been on this journey for, with us for three seasons. You owe us. You owe us the kindness, the joy, the accountability, the community that we've put out here for you. That's our call. Of, it's a, it's a, it'll be a call to action for the audience. That's my prediction. That's a great prediction to have. Now, Jeremy, I think you want to put them to the test here. So yeah. here it is. We're going we're, we're gonna to get to a few other aspects of the show that I need to know your guys' opinion on. But there's one. There's one that is the most important. And I think we all know it. So I'm going to need both answers here. So I don't want to start with you. But I need to gauge how cool you are by how you feel about Beard After Hours. So by, by all means... Give me some honest, honest thoughts here, aside to Mark, about Beard After Hours, and I, I'll gauge your answers here. I really liked Beard After Hours. I thought, I know there was a lot of feeling out there that, oh, it, it was, it didn't really move the plot or it was narrative filler or, you know, what have you, but I didn't get that at all. I thought there were, I thought it was a great episode. I thought the storytelling was great. The symbolism, the visual nature of that episode was so strikingly different from the other episodes. 
And I just love the whole flavor of it. And I love when shows do that. I, I, I like it when shows are, are willing to step outside kind of their formula a little bit and throw you a change up. And uh, Beard After Hours really felt like that. And I love seeing the side of him because he's so <laughs> enigmatic. You know, the, the idea that no matter how wild you think Beard's, you know, life is, it's probably weirder and wilder than you can imagine. <laughs> I, I really love that episode. And the pants. What can I say about the pants? Oh, my yeah, gosh. The pants. He wore them to the Emmys. Mark? <laughs> You know, I, 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 from a purely entertainment perspective, 10 out of 10, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. You know, layers upon layers, pop culture references, music references. I mean, the texting going back and forth about, did you catch this? Did you catch that? I loved it. So 10 out of 10 on that perspective. When, when we talk about the show with people, and, and I know folks have heard me say this, right? It's, it's a meditation on acting with kindness and authenticity and accountability amidst a, a, a world where the outside forces are chaotic and dark and aggressive and challenging. That episode crystallized that theme for me. It's Beard, who we have come to, through all of his, you know, he's enigmatic, he's all of these sorts of things. He is at heart, right? All of those things, he's accountable, he's kind, he's a good leader, he's a great friend. He's making his way through this really chaotic, turbulent time, and you're, you're hoping he comes through it. For me, it was really reinforcing of that sort of central dogma that I've come from. And, and obviously there's there's bias there. I, I'm seeing what I want to see out of that episode, but we're all allowed to draw our conclusions from an episode like that. So across the board, 10 out of 10, I loved it. Yeah, and I, I agree that there's like that sense because for those who might not know, they thought there was going to be 10 episodes. Apple told them to do two more. And so they had to write two new episodes on the fly. So obviously it's not going to have a lot to do. Um, but yeah, I agree with you there too. And also the the part of that episode where um, the big hulking dude who Craig at first thought was Brett Goldstein in makeup. And once you think that it's really hard not to see it. <laughs> Go back and review the tapes, everyone. It's not, but it really does look like him. That's <laughs> awesome. But oh like God. even even that guy, you know you think that's just going to be some guy going to beat beard up for a misunderstanding and then even he turns out to be like no i just wanted to bring you your phone back like subverting again as craig said it's just like oh look at that somebody chose a kind thing to do absolutely and you know i think that maybe they just had listened into some previous episodes here and we'll have to go back yeah. and check the tape and see exactly what you all reported on <laughs> when you talked about beard after hours for so sure here's a, here's a um, question here's a question for for you guys host a, a show related to ted lasso we host a show related to ted lasso if you were a vegas betting shop what odds would you put that somebody attached to the ted lasso universe has heard peanut butter and biscuits and or med lasso Ooh, or even heard high. of them. <laughs> uh, I'd say that's high. I'd say that's really high because I think, because you're right. I think like one of the best things about the show and about all of us creators and stuff is that there is a big community just around the Ted Lasso name. Um, and I think that, you know, every time we've talked to a cast member or a crew member, like they are into that a lot. They really like what they're putting out there. Um, so I'd say 10 out of 10. That's just me though. It's funny, you know, I, in uh, and this is going to sound like, I don't want this to sound like I'm coming off, like I have a big head or something like Ooh, that, but, this is but gonna be in, in my, in, <laughs> I've thought about this and it's not because I'm just like, oh, like, look at what we're doing, but there, there really are not, there's a, there's a fairly finite amount of Ted Lasso podcasts and things like that out there. And so I do wonder like, if, you know, if you're Jason, right, uh, do you just, go on to Apple and search for Ted Lasso. And then if you see that, you're going to see 
Med Lasso come up in episodes. You're going to see Richmond Till You Die. You're going to see Lasso cast and their soulmates and peanut butter and biscuits. And I wonder if like, as someone that really kind of birthed this into existence, if, you know, that is something that he is like, I wonder what his response to this community is. And I, I hope that he understands how much this show has meant to so many different people. And I think that when you see him in uh, interviews, like the 60 Minutes interview, he talks about kind of the responsibility around that. But I also hope that he knows how much he's given to other people, you know? And so that, that's kind of my hope, I guess, is that he's able to just like realize that there's all these fans that are really digging what he's doing essentially. Um, and not so much that he knows peanut butter and biscuits by name, but, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Mark? I think that they are really committed as a, as a team to owning and accepting and reveling in the impact that they're having and really enjoying it. You get the sense that when fans ask for a selfie, you know, around the set, they're, they're obliging. Yeah. Um, they never I, say no, it seems. <laughs> totally. They're, they're really interactive on social media. Obviously, right now, not as much because they're, produ they're in production. But during award season, man, they were like amplifying and replying all the time. Yeah. I think they really have leaned into that. And so I think that they are aware that there's a, a podcast community that is not just celebrating a show, but really trying to kind of peel back some layers and find some shared understanding and some different ways to appreciate it. So I, I think that they have not from a place of like, oh, I hope that we get a tap on the shoulder and they tell us how great Med Lasso is. But I think that they do say like, look, there's a community out there of really bright people who are engaging with the, what we're doing in a meaningful way. Let's let's share in that. You explained Beard After Hours in such a more intelligent way than Jeremy ever has. So, I mean, how, I how dare you? How dare you? You're talking about Beard After Hours that like what to like what the final four in our episode bracket. I'm just telling you. It, it went out in the first round in our in our podcast yeah. listener uh, erroneous of that bracket. The, the, so. the episode on the podcast is the definitive rankings, of course. But you know, you guys did mention this. Uh, I think it was you, Syed. But like, um, I want to get your guys' thoughts on the Nate storyline of season two um, because it was obviously one of the most crystallizing things um, in there. And I don't know about you guys, but when I first saw because you know obviously we know a confrontation's coming in that last episode but i want i'm interested to hear your thoughts because when i first saw that confrontation i was i was left like a little disappointed because i was just like ah ted come on you can't just let him like say this stuff to you and just let him walk away and stuff like that but then the more i thought about it i was just like no it would be like this shock thing from him like i'm sure he was expecting a lot of things but not that comment so mark said like what did you guys think of that specific moment and that whole arc for nate in season five or season two season two oh, you're, season you're jumping ahead we should be so lucky oh my yeah, gosh exactly. yeah. syed you run with this one for a minute and i'll, and I'll follow in your footsteps so I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So for me, the Nate arc, uh, it was a whole parallel with the, um, you know, the whole Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi thing. So, and, and you know, the, all the little visual cues that were dropping throughout the, the season that he's changing and, you know, the, the spitting in the mirror and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that part of it, um, you, you, uh, it was, they weren't trying to hide it. Um, but uh, you're right, in that actual, the climactic moment, um, it, there you go subverting expectations, right? Uh, it'd be so easy as a writer to take that moment to craft some sort of extended confrontation or you know, incisive dialogue or something like that. 
but the show is uh, it's really got its its finger on the pulse of human nature and what it means to be um, you know genuine and authentic and and his reaction is totally human. Um, I think about how I would react in a scenario like that. And mm. I, I know for sure I wouldn't have something ready to go. I think, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I would be just like that. Um, and then I think it sets up season three uh, really well for what I'm thinking is probably going to be a, a redemption arc for Nate um, and bringing his character back full circle. Um, but you know, we, we'll see. That's obviously that's that fits the three episode Star Wars structure, but subverting no, we expectations. Need more. We need <laughs> yeah, exactly. <more. laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Yeah, and you know, uh, Syed, you you already know what's going to happen in yeah. season three. Yeah, of course. Uh, clearly, we've notice. already demonstrated that. <laughs> so, if you could really just let us in on the yeah. secret, what's going on in the writing room? We would really appreciate that. And all our listeners, that's all. There's really no one listening to this. It's really just the four of us in this Zoom call. Yeah, we're not even going to release this. We're just going to, we're just doing this. Because, <laughs> you know, the, the writers for Ted Lasso have been wonderful on social media. They really have, more so than any TV show that I can recall, is uh, part of what Mark was saying about engaging with the fans. All the different episode writers have been so great. It's been It's been wonderful just interacting with them. Yeah, Mark, what about you about Nate's the confrontation with Ted there? Yeah, you know, for me, that was, again, sort of in keeping with the Star Wars part, that was sort of an unmasking of Nate. There were two times that I can recall where Nate spoke clearly, forcefully with all of his idiosyncrasies and, and, and ways that he kind of hid his true nature. The locker room speech in season one, mm-hmm. the away game at Everton, and when he responded to Ted with what, Ted? And I think for Ted, it was, wait a minute. This is a very different adversary than I thought. And in those moments, um, it, it's we're all sort of learning how to respond. I don't love conflict. And sometimes I'm not quite sure how to respond when the way I think I understand somebody shifts really dramatically. And I think that that's what Ted was sort of experiencing there. And then it's we go into season three where, yeah, I mean, like Syed was saying, we're going to see... Uh, a, a drawing of some battle lines we're going to see some you know good versus evil but this show escapes the, the the standard tropes this show does not do platitudes and it doesn't try to also be unpredictable for the sake of being unpredictable there is something here that we're we fall into the trap of well what would a movie do for a clever twist mm-hmm. it's going to be more than that it's going to be far more mm-hmm. nuanced and sophisticated and i think in the end way more satisfying mm. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally, I totally get that. I, I think I want to bring it back more to your, you know, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot to speak for the entirety of the medical community here. Sure. Yeah. Um, but right. I'm wondering if there are particular story beats or particular characters that you find that other practitioners or people that are in the healthcare are really kind of following or able to connect with on a, a better level than maybe your standard character would be. Mark, do you have any that come to mind? You know, the one that does leap to mind, and I obviously I want to be uh, transparent here. I, I think that, and I, I don't want to speak for them, but I do think that women who enjoy Med Lasso and people who identify as women who enjoy Med Lasso within our profession really appreciate the emergent leadership that the women characters demonstrate Mm -hmm. and the way they take on leadership styles and strategies, the way they create their own and the way they do it 
together. They do it as, you know, as duos, they do it as trios, they do it as a group. There has been a lot of feedback we've, you know, from guests on our show and on, on, you know, sort of hashtag med lasso, that that's a really resonant thread. So I, I give a lot of credit to, um, to Keely and, and Rebecca to have created that space where people can feel appreciated as leaders who are unfortunately in our profession are grossly underappreciated as leaders are grossly underappreciated as, as subject matter experts, as being an authority and are frequently through implicit and explicit bias really suffer from old, long-standing, unfortunate structures within the profession that keep that from really emerging. And I think there's a real appreciation seeing how that can emerge and the power of it and the resonance of it that's really, really compelling. Yeah. And, you know, I, before I go to Syed, I, I want to mention the fact that, you know, this is another Bill Lawrence show. And of course, Scrubs being this juggernaut that he had. And that was a constant theme in there. You you had that whole, uh, you had Carla always fighting for the ability to be correct in what she's doing as a nurse, as opposed to interacting with the doctors. And you had so many opportunities where um, the female residents and doctors on that show were not being listened to. And then they ultimately ended up being correct in what they were trying to do. And it's like, the guys just need to get out of the way. And I feel like that is a, a theme that has been brought forward into Ted Lasso. Uh, by Ted Bill even Lawrence says, remember, Ted even says, woman up. Yeah. And that's become <laughs> a really powerful motif, right? That this show, I think a lot of us feel, and Syed weigh in on this. I think a lot of us really do. And again, I don't like to speak in sort of platitudes and administrative words, but we feel seen by this that there's an understanding of what we in healthcare are feeling and experiencing. Uh, and, and, and those sorts of things resonate really, really deeply. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Syed, do you have any uh, other themes, characters that you feel resonate with the medical community? You know, from just in terms of general overarching, and again, it's, it's tough to speak for the whole community, but the, the COVID pandemic experience, especially when you were in the intensive care units and the COVID units and seeing this thing face to face and what it was doing um, was such a dark, um, unique kind of uh, just heartbreaking time. Uh, the show, when I think about it, I almost can't remember, honestly, a lot of the specific narrative threads that go through the show. To me, it's more like a kaleidoscope almost. Like I see these moments, these beautiful moments that that each one pinged something, you know, a heartstring uh, while you're watching it. And the show gave me this great opportunity. I think it did so for a lot of healthcare workers for catharsis. Um, I think a big thing we were going through was this constant bottling up of emotion and bottling up of, um, you know, feelings about what we were going through together as a society, as healthcare workers. And the show has these beautiful moments that are kind of woven in throughout. They're all natural. There's nothing artificial about them, where suddenly as you're watching, your eyes just fill with tears. And it's almost like your body's reacting before you're even processing what's going on. And, you know, obviously the, the moment talked about the most of the show of all time, the dark scene, you know, that that's one that, that jumps out. But, you know, um, Rebecca's apology to Ted, you know, that that sweet, simple apology somehow opened floodgates in me, you know, the first time I was watching that. And I was like, what's going on here? Like, I almost was trying to self-analyze my reaction to it. But the show is is just it's like on some harmonic frequency with with, with us as we're watching it. And it, and it just resonates so strongly. It's hard to put into words. 
Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a favorite episode? Is that is that too hard to come to? Or maybe you could tell me a favorite episode of season one and season two, however you want to handle that. But do you have a favorite that you go to? I'm going to sidestep this one. It's hard for me to pick a favorite. That's one totally of the fine. joys of Med Lasso is, you know, going back and reviewing each episode, um, I realized that it, they're, they're just all such jewels I you know I really can't pick one I, I mean I would probably just go with the dark scene episode I can't remember mm. which number that was just because that's just I think that's just the finest yep. sequence episode ever eight. episode one, eight yeah. is just the finest filmed sequence in modern television history um but uh yeah I could easily pick any one of them well, and I think, Mark, you're the one that, you know, going back and, and listening, and I could be quoting you incorrectly here, but uh, it was one of the two of you that gave me this insight that I hadn't thought of before, that that Ted really knows his mark in that scene. He knows how he's going to take down Rupert from like the second that he walks into the door in that pub. And when you look at it from that lens, it totally makes sense. But it was something that kind of was eye opening to me, someone that's seen the show now six, seven times, whatever it is. And um, it's it's something that you can kind of identify with those characters even more. And it totally checks out that he knows how he's going to get this guy. And uh, that was great insight by you, Mark. But is there a um, is there a episode that sticks out to you in either season one, season two, one of those favorite episodes for you? Season one, again, it's it's not an easy answer, but season one, episode eight, because there's okay. just so much packed into it. I haven't gone back and rewatched season two. Season one for me was this euphoric thing. So much laughter, right? When he does the Tasmanian devil noise, that just cracked me up. I watched it with my wife after we cracked up again. Season two was a harder season. It was certainly darker thematically, but as Syed was saying, in the in the scope of the pandemic and the scope of life second year now of this pandemic that just doesn't seem to have an end in sight i have a lot more traumatic memories associated with that period of time and with those episodes so i'm a little bit afraid how i'm going to feel about rewatching it so I, i'm not in a hurry i will rewatch them for sure my memory of season two is a lot more foggy uh, because it's admixed with a lot more of how I was doing, how I was feeling, how my family was doing, how my mm. family was feeling, how our shared community of physicians and healthcare professionals around the country were doing. So it's a lot more uh, turbulent for me. So season two, I don't have a, a crystal clear memory. My favorite scene is when Roy grabs um, uh, Phil Dunster's character. And I've obviously just completely Jamie, blank. Uh, yeah, yeah, when, yeah. When he grabs him, right? Ugh. Because it came at a time where, again, not to to sound maudlin I, all of us wanted that we just wanted someone to just not to say it's going to be okay and everything's going to be fine and to soak us in you know toxic positivity but just to be present just to grab hold say we're shoulder to shoulder now let's let's move on it's the it's the finality of that arc that we have all the way back at the pilot episode and those two interacting and then you get this kind of almost father-son dynamic throughout the second season and it all uh, culminates in that hug when Jamie's being, you know, pushed away by his own father and here's Roy to be able to give him that support he needs. It's just absolutely wonderful. It's just yeah. so I, great. I, 
I've, I've been a Phil Dunster stand the entire time from that first episode. And it, you're right. It's just like little things in his arc that are all over the place. Like, you know, there's in episode one, when Ted is like kind of going through all the uh, players, he's asking Nate about the players. And when he asks about Jamie, Jamie's like tying his shoe on the ground and Sam offers his hand to help him up. And Jamie literally like slaps it away and says, I think F off um, when he does that. And then in season two, when Jamie has finally grown into a good teammate in the signal episode, um, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to do this. Like, you know, he's, he gets the signal. He's like, oh, I'm going to get this penalty shot or this, this free kick here. And when he goes down from that foul that he draws, who's the first player to pick him up? It's Sam Obasanya. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like just this really full on arc of like, now Jamie understands how to be a teammate. And yep. now he's learning how to do that stuff. So I think Phil Dunster has been a, a great MVP of, this show but um what he's not telling you though is that he does have a full life-size cutout of phil dunster in his room Um, it's actually just right off camera it actually watches him while he podcasts and then that way he can really feel like if he's ever feeling down on himself he just looks over at this full cutout it's it is it is the cutout from lust conquers all that's a little weird but um, (laughs) i I think that i I, I, bet you where where if i was to bet the scene that was the hardest to shoot for the crew and for um, uh, Roy Kent was when he, it's like, I think it was episode two of season one where he's in the gym and he's lifting and he's shirtless and he's doing bicep curls and he starts sticking his tongue and going, yeah. I think that that was so hard for them to film because that is hilarious. That was take 30 because yeah. the rest of them are just, they, they couldn't go on because he kept doing shirtless nonsense. And it's, he's, a, he's just hilarious. I just love the story that he basically became Roy Kent and that like, you know, he was hired on to be a writer, but then he just basically started acting like Roy around everybody and uh-huh. almost just like won the role that way. I mean, it's just so, so yeah. incredible. Now, I, I, Jeremy, I know you have another question as well, but I'm going to, um, I, I want to be really cognizant of your time as well, but I do want to, um, this is, this might be a tough one. But we have a segment on our show where we go through the different Tedisms that we really wow. enjoy. And Tedisms can be sort of from any character. They don't necessarily have to be from Ted. And I don't want you to feel like you have to quote something back verbatim, but <laughs> is there a message or something that one of our characters have given us, what we would consider a Tedism that you really uh, enjoy or that you come back to a lot when you're thinking about this show? And uh, if if not, that's totally fine. Cause like I said, I'm putting you on the spot, but uh, you both look like you're in very deep thought right now. If I could stump some doctors, I'm doing pretty well tonight. Ooh. A monster question. And, and I'm the, I'm the guy that like, likes to really be a tough host and ask really hard questions. That was a doozy. Syed, I'll go first on this one. I'll go first on this one. I think the Tedism that, that I go back to the most is it's the it's it's super gifable. It's when he points at the believe sign. Mm. I like the absence of words. I talk too much. I am the guy who sometimes has a hard time knowing when to shut up. And I like that when he wants to leave his team with something, it's not his words. He's done that. It's a message. It's something that they can interpret themselves. They can share it together. He's going to leave the room and leave them with it in a different way than they're probably used to. And remember, he puts it up there at the beginning and everyone looks at him funny and it's cockeyed. And then at the end, all he does is just point at that sign. I mean, it's right there 
binary. It is. Yeah. I, I that really resonated. That different style of communication, nice. that different style of leadership. I loved it. Yeah, that's, that's I think that's, that's the great. tan lines episode where yeah, he like says all eyes on me and then he just smacks it, right? And it's like this music swells up and it's just like, oh my God, it's perfect. It's so perfect. Which totally. I, I just totally. want to throw in there that when you were talking about favorite episodes, you did all answer incorrectly because the best episode of Ted Tan Lasso lines. is yeah, clearly yeah. Tan Lines. So, <laughs> but uh, Syed, uh, did you think of any Tedisms or mannerisms or anything like that that any of our characters give that uh, you can think of off the top of your head that you relate to or come back to? There's a quote where he's talking about um, taking, like, taking on a challenge or doing something challenging is like riding a horse. Um, and if you're comfortable, you're, 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 uh, doing it wrong or something like that. No, that's it, pretty it, much oh, perfect. Yeah. 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 It's right from yeah. the pilot. So that that's always stuck with me because, um, you know, a lot of what Ted does, it, he's so good at it that we, sometimes we don't think about the, the sheer enormity of his task, you know, coming to a sport, he really doesn't understand in this, in this, uh, I mean, to the level that, you know, he's he familiarity with, and then with what's happening in his personal life, and all these challenges Ted is taking on all the time, these immense challenges with immense pressure. It's nice to know that he's not comfortable <laughs> doing it. it makes it yeah. makes him a little human. I mean, he looks supremely comfortable, but the fact is that, you know, the, the wheels must be turning furiously uh, and there must be smoke coming out of his ear sometimes. So I like that quote. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things in that pilot episode, like when he says that, there's one thing I noticed the last time I watched it is just like when he goes to, um, you know, when the, when Ollie, the driver is there, and he goes up to him and he literally what's the first thing he says He's just like, hi, I'm Ted, what's your name? And it's just like, how often do people just not even do that? Like, to you know, this guy's going to be driving you. So it's a little bit of a deeper conversation. But you know, how many times do people just not like even ask somebody what their name is? And I just thought to myself, and then of course that comes back with the episode three, Trent Kern, where he actually goes to his father's restaurant. And it's just like, I, I think that's what probably like kind of gets Trent Krim, uh into him a little bit. He's just like, what is this guy? He met this driver and now he's at this restaurant. Like, you know, you're right. It's just like this effortless um, empathy that he puts out into the world. And I, and I absolutely uh, love that about him. And of course, Craig knows my favorite line, which is um, I love meeting people's moms. It's like reading an instruction manual as to why they're nuts. So that's uh, <laughs> always been my favorite quote. <laughs> it conditioned so us to love these lines though, because if you think about what you both, what you three were just describing with, Hey, I'm Ted, what's your name going to Ollie's restaurant. We see Ted doing these things to try to understand the people that he's with, yeah. who he is either just encountering randomly or who he's in charge of leading, right? With extraordinarily high stakes. And then we come to the dart scene and he gives the famous quote. And the reason that we love the quote so much is we have been watching him do it. Be curious, yeah. not judgmental. Yeah. So it's not a platitude because we've been seeing how someone can actually live that as a standard, as a resting state. And then put it out to a group if he just puts it out there you know he just googled that mm -hmm. but when you see it episode after episode time after time what curiosity does how it moves the needle then you get it framed like that oh i mean it just lands like a like a like a boulder in a, in a still pond mm. perfect <laughs> perfectly said <laughs> It's just been, you know, it's been really great to get a chance to talk to you both. And I just have to say that 
uh, first of all, I can I can chat with the two of you for forever. So please, <laughs> uh, please come back. Uh, but you know, I want to make sure that we give you the opportunity for any of our listeners who have not had the pleasure of being able to listen to Med Lasso uh, talk about a bit about your show, the series that you're doing within Explore the Space podcast, and give us some of those plugs. But then also uh, just tell us anything else that you'd want us to know about your show. Mm-hmm. I would love your listeners to know about Syed's writing, and I don't just say that. Syed is a genius. Uh, He has taken Twitter as his medium and he uses 280 characters per tweet to craft the most extraordinary short stories. I love reading. I love all of the stuff. He's written some stories that I won't read. There's two where he'll read, they'll get reamplified and I'll text him like, dude, no, I'm not reading that. Um, (laughs) And he's written some other ones where I've like called him and said, thanks. You're Syed's a genius. We're, we're, we're lucky to have him in our profession I'm glad that there's a medium like Twitter where people can go to at the real Dr. T, the letter T, and, and find the archive of his writing. Uh, it, it's, it's extraordinarily moving. It's hilarious. It's dark. It's funny. It's, it's, it's so well done. Um, I, I just, I really want people to find Syed's writing and take from it what they will, because there's no one out there doing what he does. Mark, it is 11 p.m. Central Time at the time of this recording, and now you're going to send me down a Twitter rabbit hole to go to look say, at all this stuff? I just want to put this out into the ether. That That is a follow on the real doctor <laughs> right there on live podcast recording. No, Boom. dude. S- saddle up. I mean, there are some that there'll be so, there'll be somewhere you'll have to stop. You'll finish. You're like, I'm, I'm good for the night. And I'll tell you what, though. Like, I, I just need more. You're doing so much better than illustrious right now. You're, you're making Syed <laughs> blush. Oh, oh my goodness. Thank you so was, much, Mark. That was a pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. You guys, this is what, this is what Mark is so good at. You know, he's, he's so good at connecting people and, you know, he's so selfless with his medium. I think that's one of the things that makes explore the space so special um, is he brings these people to the forefront and he's so selfless as an interviewer and he lets people take the stage and shine. So uh, it's been a privilege working with him. And I, and I encourage all your listeners to seek out at ETS show uh, where you can find uh, Mark on Twitter and then explore the where he's got all his uh, archives of just incredible guests. This is an incredible illustrious list of illustrious. I'm going to keep using that word. That's list right. of uh, guests. <laughs> explore the space show.com explore the space show.com. You know, you um, you mentioned at the very beginning that you had some episodes on ultra running and things like that. Now I don't know that I will ever be an ultra runner, but I've been getting into running so much. I, I've signed up for my first marathon now. Um, and, you know, it's just a lot of that came from this show, but then also just from other like things going on in the pandemic. And, and that's how I kind of got rid of some of that anxiety is just going out for a run and being able to uh, kind of have my own thoughts and listen to a podcast and things like that. So I'm definitely going to go back and check out those episodes for sure. I think you'll really enjoy them because they're constructed for exactly what you just described. It's anybody at any level accessing people who can do extraordinary things. What are the, 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 the fundamental tools they use to get past the common barriers that we all experience. And that's what I have found so extraordinarily moving and compelling with all those. I'm not going to run 135 miles in death Valley. That's, that's the bad water ultra marathon in July. I'm not going to do that, but people who have, when they come and talk about, what is the mindset that just gets you out the door for that first run? Mm-hmm. And then what is the mindset when, look, I am in all respects hurting and I have to keep going, whatever it is, because I want to finish the race, because there's a pandemic, because my family needs me. 
what helps me maintain that sense of relentless forward motion? And then what does it feel like to be done? What does it feel like to say that, that that's enough? It, they're, they're wonderful. They're really, really great. And I think you're going to love them. That's great. Jeremy, I totally stole the hosting gig from you. So I don't know if you want to wrap this thing up or not. Well, I mean, I, I can do that. Yeah, we can <laughs> go back in there. Uh, Mark said this was uh, absolutely fun. Um, I absolutely love talking to you guys. We could do it all night, but man, some of us have to sleep. Not me, but you guys probably. Um, but this is so great. Um, obviously, Craig already put it out there. We want to have you guys back on, um, especially for our season three uh, Avengers style uh, predictions episode. Um, and who knows? Maybe we'll do some uh, season three episode recaps together. All right. If it is our last season, we're all going to need collective therapy, guys. We're going to need some togetherness for sure. We're going to need the uh, the haircut scene of the like, you know, handshakes oh, and yeah, dancing yeah. around. Like, we're going to need that for sure. Yeah, Cole told sure. us that. He told us he actually is good at giving haircuts. I was like, well, I need one, man. <laughs> so awesome, awesome. Yeah, this was a total blast. This what a, what a great construct you guys have here. What a treat to be able to join you. Thank you. Absolutely. So if you are listening in because you love Med Lasso, uh, we might have really smart people listening to us, Jeremy. This is actually very intimidating. If any of the doctor friends something. listen to us, uh, just know that I apologize in advance for uh, <laughs> everything you might hear. If you go back and listen to any other peanut butter and biscuits podcast, we actually have had some really great uh, interviews and things like that going on um, recently. And we are all just trying to inch our way forward to season three. Uh, and we know that filming will hopefully be wrapped soon. Actually, at the time that this drops, holy moly, I'm really hoping that season three is wrapped. So that way AJ and Mel can get on the editing and they can get it over to us as yeah. quickly as possible. Uh, that would be great. But uh, it has just been a blast getting to talk to you two and so excited for what you have to come with Med Lasso as well. Okay, so that's going to do it for this episode. Everyone, of course, find us where you always find us at PBBFRN or uh, FrontRowLasso at gmail.com. Um, as always, we are Front Row Network Show, part of NPR Illinois. So for Peanut Butter and Biscuits, I'm Jeremy. And I'm Craig. And I'm Mark. And as always, everyone, be a goldfish. Be a goldfish. Awesome. Thanks, guys. That was great. That was so fun. You guys are Thank you for listening to this episode of the Front Row Network, a proud Community Voices member of National Public Radio Illinois. For more from the Front Row Network, including our articles or our other dozens of shows, visit thefrontrownetwork.com or nprillinois.org slash programs slash Front Row Network. You can also find us on social media by searching for the Front Row Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and on Twitter at Front Row Reviews with a Z.